Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 15th episode of SMY Podcast. Now, for today's episode, we have a rather interesting topic, and you'll find out in just a few seconds. Now, for today's episode, it is the 15th episode, and as you all know, we have made a commitment to bring in a special guest every five episodes, which means uh, for today's episode, the topic is going to be about the experiences of an average golfer. Now, we have brought in a special guest. His name is Shangara. Uh, Shangara, could you please care to introduce yourself? and yes. perhaps some of your achievements in golfing. Hello everybody, my name is Shankara. I'm 21 this year. I've been playing golf for, I can say, almost my whole life. Started when I was four years old. On and off, not really serious. But then on, when I was 13, which would be 2013 onwards, until now I've been playing competitively, which means I've been active in tournaments and so, and so on. So as mentioned, um, all these tournaments and all that I've done, I've obviously won a few awards. Not a lot, not a lot. I'm not that great of a golfer, but I've won a few. Um, yeah, the experience of a golfer during those times, especially as a junior and back when I was training in Sarawak, those are one of my most precious memories in playing golf. And I've honestly learned a lot during my time there. So maybe if you stay tuned, I will later will be talking about a few questions and I'll be giving more details about that. Yes. Right. As Shangra said, we have some burning questions that we'd like to ask him. Yes. Right. So without further ado, without further ado, uh, let's move on to the questions, right? Now, I'll start with the first question, and that is how did you find your passion for golfing? Uh how did you uh, realize that hmm, maybe this is something that's really fun for, for me? I like this. How do you find that flame, that spark? Well, just like everybody in this world, when they find their passion, there has to be, like you mentioned, a spark in their life that kind of like got them the interest to actually move forward and take up a certain thing, activity, sport, or whatever it may be. So my spark would be when I was around four, I saw my dad playing and he actually brought back home like a huge trophy. So I was like, when I mentioned four years old, so the trophy is almost my size, you know? So I was like, wow, it's so big, <laughs> it's so nice. So I told my dad where he got this from, blah, 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 so on. And then he was like, okay, I got this from a golf tournament. So I was like, what is golf and all that? So we were talking about it. Then he said, he'll bring me to play one day. One day. So he brought me to a special driving range where it's like a place where you practice. You know, the one where there's a meters, like 50 meters, 100 meters, like that. Mm, yeah. And he brought me there. Yeah, so he brought me there. It's called a driving range. So we practiced there. You know, we bought some balls and we just hit them together into the sky. And that it's a nice sight. I don't remember much because I was four years old, but I still remember bringing, when he bought me my first new golf set with all the clubs. And then it was my first training with him, where my dad was my first coach. I think most of us, our dad's kind of like our person who inspires us. Yeah. So my dad was my first coach in this, so he taught me everything from the basics. Then like a few months later, I got an actual, another coach to come and train me to be a bit more skillful, to improve a bit more of my skills on that. 
and then I got a bit hooked. I got hooked onto the game. I really loved it. I see. So, uh, we could we could say that your dad was the inspiration, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So then, moving on to the next question, Manu, would you care to ask it? Oh yes, definitely. I I have been also lining up some questions to be asked. So. What was learning the basics? How did you learn the basics? What are the basics of a golfer? Because I have never played golf myself. Because what I've seen, yeah, you know what I've seen is people just hitting, hitting it, and yeah, and it falls into into it into the hole. And yeah, as an amateur golf player like you, so what are about golfing? We are practically cavemen, anga banga. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, can, can. So what was? So what was uh, the basics that you that you learned? Okay, like yeah. basic rules when you play golf. Okay, uh, as you mentioned, you just gotta hit the ball in the hole. Okay, but it's not just that. Okay, there are certain uh, you can call it something like a levels. Okay, the levels depends on the distance between the place where you start to the to the hole. Right. So your objective is to get the least amount of shots to get in the hole. So I'll give you an example. Let's say both of you are competing with each other. All right, you start at the same distance. All right, both of you start at the same. Distance. Let's say around four hundred yards. Both of you start at four hundred yards. The four hundred yards will be a par four. We call it a par four. Right? I'll get a little bit more into that later. Right. Yeah. So let's say maybe Yash, you manage to get a four, and Manu, you manage to get a five. All right. So the least your number is the winner. So in this case, Yash will win. Something like this, getting the least amount of strokes. So, like I mentioned, just remember I said the par four. Right. This um, you gotta pay a bit of attention on this. Okay. So usually when you play golf, there are three main parts, which are par three, par four, and par five. Okay. Um, the par means okay. Have you heard the term in English above par, below par? No. Uh, yeah. It's the English word. Okay. It's something like. Uh, your score is above par, means it's like above average. Or below par, means it's below average. Something mm-hmm. like that. Okay? Mm-hmm. So similar like that in golf. So let's say, earlier I mentioned par 4, right? So when they say par 4, it means that you are supposed to play 4 strokes on that hole. Okay? okay. So if you do the max, okay, it's around 400 yards. The average golfer's first shot is going to be around 200 yards. 200 plus yards. Okay, let's just say it's 250. Okay, so after that, you'll be having another 150 yards left to the hole. All right, so your second shot should reach the green. So, this is how golf actually works. The power four, okay, with the power four, you got to reach the green. The green is actually like if you can see on my picture, the one next to that sand place, there'll be a really short grass. Mm-hmm. Right, that's called the green. Okay. So you got to take about two shots to land on the green. And from there, okay, you got to take two parts. Parts is something like you're just sweeping or pushing the ball where it rolls. I bet you have seen that before. Mm, yeah, I see. I've seen right? that. Okay, you don't, you don't launch the ball in the air. It's not a projector like that. It's just like a rolling. I think you've seen that. That's called putting, right? So on yeah. the green, you've got two strokes to play a part. So if you count all of that, two shots on the green, Two shots part, so it'll be four. So you play what you're supposed to play. Par four. Right. Understand? Right. So similar like that, there are par threes and there are par fives. 
So par trees would be something where a bit shorter distance, usually it's around less than 200 meters, right? So it takes about one shot to land a grid. One shot to land a grid, two parts, you play three for par three, right? right? Par five would be the opposite. It will be longer. So this would be maybe around 500 to 600 meters or yards. I see. So the average golfer would take about three shots to reach the green. And then once he reaches the green, he takes two parts to get in the hole. Right? The average golfer should take around two parts to reach the hole. It's about reading the, you know what's gradient, right? Yeah, gradient. Every, every surface has a gradient. So you can see like the green, maybe it has a slope here. So if the slope is on the right side, you should aim more on the right side. So your ball actually curves in, curves to the left. You get what I'm I trying see. to say? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, moving on to the third question, but I believe you've already answered the third question, and that was who inspired you to play golf, right? Yes. Your dad, right? Right. Right. Yes. So, uh, let's just move on straight towards the fourth question, and that is, how have you ever felt like giving up? If so, how do you deal with it? Like, have you ever lost all hope? And if so, how do you deal with it? Because if you didn't deal with it, okay. it wouldn't be good today, right? Okay. Let me share a true story on uh -huh. what could have happened if I gave up. So this was about when I was like late five years old, maybe around 2005, October, November-ish. Okay, about a week, less than two years since I started golf. So I was in the driving range with my dad. So I really didn't know what actually happened on that day. Like usually I hit my shot really good. Okay, it'll be like on target and all that. So today, this day, that special day, I just didn't know what was going on. Okay, I just kept missing the ball. I couldn't even like get a clean shot on it. You know, like how you miss the ball when you play uh, futsal or something like that. You no, just I completely see. miss the ball entirely. You know, something like that. So I was like freaking out. What's going on? Oh my God. To a point where in front of my dad, I actually threw the golf club. And I was like, you know what? This is a stupid game of playing anymore. <laughs> I okay. see. Thing, right. No joke. Okay. This happened okay. in 2005. When I was five years old. I got so pissed off. I really didn't know what was it. I don't really remember that much, but I remember me throwing the club and saying it's a stupid game. I would never ever play this again. <laughs> right? Okay. The, that's the thing about golf, you know, or any type of sport which um because it's your know, human body, human body isn't perfect. Okay, sometimes yeah. you might have some small pain or some small damage in certain areas, okay? Minimum damage, maybe some small muscle tear. So it kind of causes a little imbalance, okay? I don't know if you all uh, studied physics, there are like three... Uh... Oh no, we didn't study physics yet. <laughs> yeah, we are, we are not at that level yet, unfortunately. <laughs> three hand rules or something like that. So there's first hand rule, second hand rule, and third hand rule. Hey, sorry, levers. There's three levels of levers. First hand lever, oh, second okay. hand lever, and third hand lever. I okay, that, that yeah, part. that we learned. Yeah, first class, second class, third yeah. class. Yeah. Uh, first class, second class, third class. So golf is a third class level. Okay, so what that means is, would be, right, your fulcrum is to be close to your arms. Yes. Right. Your fulcrum is close to your arms. So due to that, okay, it's going to be harder to maintain a position. So just imagine, okay, you're holding a fulcrum close to you. Okay, you're going to take the club back forward. You're going to maintain the same pattern and hit the ball. 
that exact same pattern without moving. If you move slightly left, if you move slightly forwards or slightly back, it's gonna it's gonna affect your ball flight. Mm, Am I right? Yeah. So that precision must be there. Okay. Or maybe if you accidentally bend your right knee a bit too fast, that's gonna cause another problem. So when it comes to golf, everything must be that perfect flow. Okay. Like one of my coaches told me, everything must be in a perfect flow. We call it a Swiss motion. Okay, the one and slap. One and slap. It has to be that Swiss motion. Okay. If you have like some kind of the slightly the disturbance in that motion, it's going to cause a problem, that's for sure. Right? Similarly, uh, I think in other sports, like I've played tennis as well. Tennis is going to have the similar mechanics where you have to mess that swift motion. If you drop your shoulder, let's say if you drop your shoulder a bit, you're going to make your ball go higher and at least shorter distance. So all that right. mechanics kind of works here. Right? Right. Yes. I see. Okay. Yes. Uh, so moving sometimes on. throughout my yeah, sorry, throughout my times, remember I told you that driving range. So obviously there are many types of uh, events that happen even even during the tournament I get pissed off and I'm like what's going on even uh, my worst case was about 2000 uh, 2019 okay where I just really cursed myself I'm like I was like thinking to myself what's going on why can't I just do it okay because I used to be that person where I'm if I want it I'll get it when it comes to golf okay like I see the target the ball is here, all right. I'll plan it out, all right. There's a tree here. I got to aim slightly, right? The wind is blowing about maybe 12 kilometers per hour to the northeast, something like that. I'll measure, all right. So I'll aim precisely and I'll get it done. It may not be perfect, okay, but it'll still be around my target. So during 2019, I really didn't understand what happened. I couldn't do that anymore. Like I'll be measuring everything precisely, but I'll forget maybe one small detail which will cause me to screw up the shot, which will go to entirely away from my target. So I, the whole year was like that for some reason. Which, so I kind of like blamed, to be honest, I was really angry because I couldn't blame myself. So I started blaming God. <laughs> I, I couldn't blame myself because I did everything precisely. I know that the wind is blowing from right to left. I know there's the water there. I know this tree is here. So I got to curve the ball around the tree. I've known all the details and I fix it applied to my swing. Okay, I gotta make my swing in a way where it curves nicely. Okay, I gotta hit it at this power so it reaches there nicely. But maybe I'll give it a little bit of power, a little bit of extra power, and all of a sudden wind will start blowing the opposite direction. So it goes to a different place. So I was like, all this is un we call it unlucky. Like everybody I've played with, they'll be like, boy, you are very unlucky, or bro, very unlucky, bro. So that stuff kind of hurt me, you know. It's like mm. you cannot uh how to say no matter how good you actually plan everything, but it just slaps you in the back. Mm. So like this was that period of 2019. But then after that, I was getting better. After that, I slowly got better, and then I got an injury in my wrist, so I had to stop for about like eight months. Yeah. Oh. So I just started. I just started about two months ago. Just practicing slowly, simple stuff. Ah, I see. Mm. Right. And due yeah. to MCO as well, couldn't play much. Yeah. 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 Right. Now, uh, moving on to the next question. Uh, 
Manu, uh, can you ask question number six and seven? I'll handle question number five. Yeah. Um. Right. What? Uh, Manu. Ask. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I think we have some confusion. Um. Right now we are at question number five. Manu, you you will do question number six and seven, right? Yeah. 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 Right. So, Shangra, moving on to question number five. Who are your idol golfers? Like, everybody, whenever they're doing something, they definitely will try to have that sort of idol, that role model that they want to be exactly like, yeah, in yeah, a way. Correct. Like, most, like, a lot of badminton players want to be like Lee Chong Wei and things like that. Who was your Lee Chong Wei? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Okay. I'm sure everyone would assume... Because I grew up in the 2000s onwards. So during those time period, I'd say the best golfer in the world. No doubt, okay? You can tell me otherwise. Some people say these young guys are all there, okay? But number one is always Tiger Woods in my heart. All right? I see. That is statistically correct. He's always the right. But the one who kind of like inspired me the most, okay? The one that I did, which I really looked up to, okay? Was Vijay Singh. Okay, Vijay Singh is a Fijian golfer. Right. Um, he was well. They gave me the nickname actually when I was in Sarawak because um, obviously I used to play golf a lot, so I used to be really dark skin, and I'm the only Indian there. So they're like, "Hey, this guy is next VJ thing, next VJ thing." Okay, <laughs> then I would tell them, "No, I like Tiger Woods." <laughs> They'd be like, "No, you're VJ thing." <laughs> so yeah, VJ thing. Uh, right now, okay, he's playing in a senior tournaments. Okay. Professional senior tournaments, okay, and he's doing really good. Okay, you should follow his Instagram. Which I think is workouts for his age, his age, and the thing he is doing. He's one of my idols till today. Okay, maybe Tiger Woods and him are close line together, but I'll still say number one is honestly I think Vijay Singh. Vijay Singh would be number one, but both of them are really close. Okay, it's hard to determine because yeah. I grew up at a time where Tiger Woods was the Tiger Woods was the goat, where ah. he was like. He was just dominating, like every like in a year, all the PGA tournaments he wins at least minimum five. It's just like when you play a tournament, okay, you really, you can know Tiger is definitely going to reach the top five for him. That's for sure. So I grew up at a time where he was just just dominating everybody on the field, right? right? So during I think anyone during my time would really look up to Tiger okay? But me personally, I would prefer to look up to BJ because he's taught me a lot of, uh, I've never met him, but I wish I could meet him, okay? I've met like a, a close uh, friend of mine, okay? Oh, he's used to teach me a little bit, so he was actually close friends to Vijay Singh, coincidentally, right? They used to train together at a Banting Club for that, right? And then Vijay Singh also, there was a one point of time where he came to Sarawak, the golf club where I was, Biri Golf Club, he used to come and train there as well. Right, but sadly I wasn't there talking with him, so I couldn't meet him. But yeah, if, if I could meet somebody, I would really love to meet Mr. Vijay Singh. Shout out, I really shout, out. To him. shout out to him to yeah. see the podcast. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you know, just to you will tag his Instagram now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Feel the boys' dreams. <laughs> so yes. Right. Um. Moving on to the next question, right? What are your yeah. goals? What are your dreams in terms of pitching goals? What are the certain um, certain awards or certain tournaments that you want to win? What are your dreams? 
there's always like the goal, right? Like what you want to achieve, right? right? So, yeah. So uh, please... I'm going to talk more in a reality way, where if I said there will be a lot of golfer fans maybe watching this. So I'm going to tell you if you really want to. My goal, okay, when I was young, I always wanted to be a professional golfer. Anybody who picked up a sport at a young age, they definitely dream for the best. So my best is to be a professional golfer. All right. Right now, I'm at a I'm a low handicap golfer. I'm playing handicap two. Handicap two is something like is something like a level. So the lower is better when it comes to handicap, right? Mm. So there's a thing called scratch golfers. Scratch golfers would be single handicap. So your single numbers would be like from zero to nine. Those are scratch golfers. So zero and below would be professional. Okay, on average, they would say something like that. Okay. Mm. So I started with handicap 24, then I picked up really fast to like 10, then I was like stuck at 10 for like a few years, and then now I managed to bring it down to a single digit. So that's one of my best achievements. But um, if you say dreams, okay, like I said, at a young age, everybody would want to be a professional, okay? But the reality is, there are many people trying to chase that dream. You're yes. not the only one, okay? Yeah. It'll be, I'd say, millions, definitely millions, because we're not the only person there, you know. You may be the best in your golf club, or you may be the best in your state, okay? But you should know there are other states, there are other countries, there are other states in those countries, there are other continents. There are so many, I'd say, millions of people trying to chase that one position in the world. Yes, it, it, it's right? high competition. Yes, so if you want to really achieve, you've got to give it all you got work hard work hard learn from my mistakes learn from my mistakes you gotta really put yourself work hard be determined be focused fix yourself don't fix the long-term goal i suggest fix small short-term goals try to mark, try to just get that goal done get the goals move on set another goal get that goal set another goal that's what i did during my early days and to where i am right now and I still don't stop. I still set my goals and I still push myself forward. I believe that your human body is capable of so many things. There are limitless possibilities and limitless, how to say, there are limitless ways to achieve. You can do better. You can always do better. There's a famous quote from Tiger Woods. I'm going to say it now. Okay? It goes like this. It said, I... I don't want to be, it's something like this. I don't want, I don't remember exactly, but it's, I don't want to be the best in the field. I just want to be the best for myself, right? Your biggest competitor is yourself, Perfect. all right? Yes. So it doesn't matter, okay? I have a good friend of mine, when he goes to competitions, he doesn't care about the other players, right? He does himself, okay? Last time when I played here, I scored a 73. This time I'm going to play better. Mm -hmm. He just focuses on that. He doesn't say that. Like most people would be like, "Oh, this guy played a seventy-four. I should play better than him. Maybe seventy-three or below." You should never ever have that mentality. Anything, even in studies or sports, never. Okay, focus on yourself and improve on yourself. Right. So when it comes to dream, okay. Right now, my dream would be just to be a maybe a. Frequent amateur player, okay? Because I have not, I have already moved on. I have my own career path now for my studies, all right. So I'm putting golf at the side now, but also golf is a sick, is a thing where there's 
anybody or any age can become professional. I see. I see. Okay. So, like I said, Vijay Singh, he plays in senior tournaments and all that. Yes. So, you can be professional at any age. I knew a guy who becomes professional at 35, a Malaysian player. Right? So, it doesn't mean that you should be at the early stage. Of course, if you are early and you're young and you become professional, you have more, the probability of winning will be better because fitness is there and all that. Okay? But not necessarily. Okay? Anything can happen. But you got to work hard for it. That's all I'm saying. I see. So we must keep trying to surpass our limits, right? Yes. Keep working right. hard, set your goals, and just get the achievements. Really. I see. Right. Now, Mario, please move on to the next question. Oh, yes. Um, I want to ask you this question. Uh, as because I've been seeing golf on TVs not very often, um, I've never seen what players actually golf players actually practice at home so as a as a golf player yourself right what do you do to keep fit in terms of uh, golf how do you make sure you have that momentum with you to have that yeah that that sort of uh, energy with you right. i personally like most people they train once a week and really really hardcore like they spend maybe six hours in driving range and all that Okay, but I don't really believe in those things. I believe where you need to train, train every day, but not long hours. Okay, at least one hour, right? One hour daily, maybe. I personally, I train morning and evening, one hour, one hour like that. Okay, including fitness and golf. Okay, fitness wise is more to flexibility and strength. You go to the gym, you hit up, you put some weights, all right? It will keep you hit further. You know, flexibility will have to be back, have a smooth swing without much resistance and all that. So I personally believe if you want to really do well, okay, it works, it's different for others, but for me, I prefer uh, doing it in short hours, but more frequent, like daily, almost daily, or it can daily if you are free. Mm, I, I think see. that's the best way to go about it. Yeah, I agree. Right. Now, uh, let's move on to the next question. Now, uh, now uh, I'd like to ask you this question, and that is, how do you keep your cool after losing a match? Now, definitely you have lost a match, right? Yes, yes. So, how do you keep your cool? Like, as you said, you tend to curse yourself and all, and right? right? Am I right? Yes, yes. Right. So, how do you keep your cool? Like, do you do yoga or anything like that? Oh, keep your cool in that sense. Um, okay, honestly, it's uh, golf is more like a mental game. Okay, a lot of people think it's you gotta keep the ball hard and all that. It's not that. Okay, it's all in your brain. Um, the famous quote from a golfer. Okay, the worst. I mean, the most important this uh, part in golf is in between your ears. The most important thing in golf is the thing is the thing that is in between your ears, here and here, which is your mind. Your mind strength must be very good, not just for golf. I say for any sports, okay. Your mental strength, your focus, you must always be there. Don't lose focus. Just target, fix on the target, and just try to do as much as you can to get it. And don't try so hard as well. Right, so it's something like you have to really 
be cool, relaxed, and all that. Okay, it's not something like boxing. Boxing, you can rage and you can actually yes, throw yes. your punches at them. Okay, when it comes to golf and all that, it's not like that. You have to <laughs> maintain a strong mental focus. All right, it's one of my coach told me your mental game must be. And this thing is something where it cannot be taught. It cannot be taught. You have to learn this yourself. You have to practice. Like you mentioned, yoga, meditating. Okay, there's so many ways which can help you in this, right? But you got to do it by yourself. Right. Now, uh, that was all for... Uh, are you done answering, Shangra? Yes. Right. Now, that was all for today's episode, guys. Uh, thank you so much for participating in our episode, Shangra. Uh, have a good night. Now... Goodbye, everybody. This is the 15th episode of SMY Podcast. This is Yash and Manu and Shangra signing off. Peace out. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe, and be sure to stream on Spotify. Peace out. Yeah.